Edwin Ezebiri, and I am the Chief Happiness Officer, and this is another episode of Convo with the CHO. That's conversation with the Chief Happiness Officer, and I am your Chief Happiness Officer. This is our segment we call the Chamber Talk, where we focus on the leaders, and these are the people that are making things happen. In other words, they put their hands in the dust. You know, they are not really pushed about it. You know, they are the one that, that when things are not going right in the community, the policymaker goes to them. And when things are going right, policymaker goes to them. You know, they are the temperature because the small to mid-sized businesses are the ones that really drive the economy. So I am excited to welcome onto the show today, Jeff Dassler. How are you? I'm great, Edwin. Thanks so much for having me on. Awesome. And Vicky, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. And Danny, hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much, Edwin. Okay, so together we're ready to rock and roll. Have some fun, right? That's After right. Us, we are talking to the chief happiness officer, so we got to have some fun here, right? <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So let me start with Jeff. If you can just take some time and tell us a little bit. You know about yourself and how you got to be you know doing what you do with the chamber of commerce yeah well thanks edwin um it's maybe i've had a little bit of an unconventional path to the chamber uh, but it's been a lot of fun i i spent uh, the early parts of my career uh, first in the diplomatic service and then in a number of corporate roles both in public relations and in government affairs and eventually in 2018 i went out and founded my own consulting business and i took the chamber on as a consulting uh, client. And uh, I had done some work with the chamber previously as part of their government affairs committee and, and in other capacities. And so I knew the team well, I knew the president and CEO uh, pretty well. And, and, and so I came on to do some consulting in the public policy realm and did that for a couple of years. And uh, somewhere along the line, uh, COVID came on the scene and, and there was tons of work for us to do to try to help our members navigate new regulations and restrictions and try to get access to various programs. So the work really ramped up to the point where um, we, we started discussing coming on uh, full time, not only to handle public policy, but we, we had the retirement happening of one of uh, the chamber's long-term employees responsible for economic development. And so that's my role now as uh, Vice President of Economic Development and Public Policy at the Canton Regional Chamber. So. That is awesome. So the timing was also very good for you to bring all your years of experience, you know, to work hands-on with the Chamber, right? That's right. Right place, right time. You can't beat that. <laughs> that is awesome. All right, Vicky, tell us a little bit. Hello everyone, my name is Vicky, and I'm currently a undergrad student at the University of Washington, Seattle, and I major in food system nutrition and health, minor in informatics. So I'm currently also the president of Taiwanese Junior Chamber of Commerce Seattle. So um, I'm kind of a kind of a new babe in the Chamber of Commerce. People might wondering how a kind of undergrad student be active in a ch in the Chamber of Commerce. So um, I joined the Chamber of Commerce when I was freshman, and it started out with a speaker event because I joined. I came to a speaker event that hosted by the Chamber of Commerce. I found the kind of the topic and the spirit of the Chamber of Commerce really attract me, and I found that oh, it might be helpful for me as a new generation to join the chamber. So I started out with volunteering in the chamber, and then become and then be promoted um, by the. Uh, president and then got elected as a president then then so on and so forth so um currently we are working on helping our member to build more connection and helping them to kind of quote unquote survive during these days and yeah that's it that is awesome well first of all i just want to say congratulations to you you know because not very often you see somebody you know and and i'm going to say your age you know a student you know, worrying about even business, not to talk of chamber of commerce, you know? So, so, so I know that, you know, the rest of my guests might be cracking up because they're wondering, hey, wait a second, this is the kind of people we want, okay? Yes. Like really the leader of the future, exactly. right? 
That is That's awesome. right. So, Daddy, tell us. I know you are very proud, you know, to have Vicky as part of your organization. So, tell us a little bit about you and the organization. Yes, Edwin. And uh, you, you are exactly correct. Um, we always are looking for young blood, uh, new ideas, and uh, energy uh, to help us revitalize. So my name is Danny. I'm an immigration attorney based in Orange County in California. And uh, we are a part of the Taiwanese Junior Chamber of Commerce here in North America. So this Chamber of Commerce really is a quite uh, a large organization. It's a worldwide organization with six different continents, North America being one. And out of the North America continent, there are several local chapters, you know, from Vancouver and Seattle in the west down to San Diego, and then on the east from uh, Montreal to Toronto to New York, all the way down to, uh, to Miami. And the junior arm of the Chamber of Commerce really is a cultivating ground for our juniors, people who are under 40, uh, who are either entrepreneurs already, aspiring to be entrepreneurs, or people who are working towards that goal. So we're very, very glad to have so many people participating uh, in the junior chamber and really helping us grow because we have, uh, our constituents are, uh, are professionals, they're entrepreneurs, and they're people like Vicky people who are young and who are getting ready to, to uh, go into the real world. So we really want to use this platform to uh, connect uh, all the members from North America and then continue to keep ties with, uh, between U.S. and Taiwan. Because at the end of the day, this is a chamber that's serving both Chinese Americans, Chinese Canadians, as well as those in Taiwan as well. Yes, so Ellen, very good question. Uh, when COVID first began and everyone was still just feeling out what this was, uh, we have a lot of people who are very familiar with online platforms already because a lot of people in the tech industry or you know people who are professionals were able to adapt quite quickly. However, uh, we also have members in the chamber who are you know 40 years and older, some of them upwards of 80 years old, you know, very successful entrepreneurs and very successful business people. but uh, not too hot with laptops. So uh, we did have a transition period. Of about two you know, they, we can say they were a little bit technical challenge, right? Yes, yes, exactly. So I recall when COVID first uh, began to really impact uh, you know, the U.S. Uh, it was around May, June, and that was when things were starting to get locked down. Now, traditionally, 
chambers have these annual meetings that people hold votes at, and people go in person. They congregate to a, a particular venue, particular site, and cast their votes for the next presidents. But you know, for the junior side of things, we were、uh, fairly lucky in that we. We know that we can move on to online platforms, and there wasn't too much、uh, issue. However, for the senior side, it took a very, very long time for everyone to understand what was going on, how to utilize the technologies, and how the technologies could answer doubts about、uh, fairness or about、uh, whether the votes were cast correctly. You know, things that we witnessed. A little bit with the uh, the last uh, uh, presidential election as well. There were people who were concerned genuinely about the process, so that was one that really impacted the members. Another impact, of course, is people are used to meeting face to face. There may not be as many uh, uh, meetings or events that can take place、uh, in person during regular times. But now, when everything is、uh, is happening so quickly online, people are anticipating. That you will have events all the time, and so this put on a lot of pressure on the executive team as well as on the production team to really try to come up with meaningful events、uh, and and not burn up too much resources. So those were the things that we really faced、uh, during during COVID. Fantastic. So I'm going to go to Jeff and Jeff, and then Vicky. I wanted you to. Address the local part because I think Danny kind of look at the overall picture as far as the organization is concerned. So Jeff, how does that happen? What does COVID do to your community,、uh, small business? Well, if you have、uh, heard of Canton, Ohio, you probably know it because of the Pro Football Hall of Fame、uh, that is、uh, in Canton, Ohio, and that is really the defining. Differentiator for our community. That's what it's all about. That the whole town rallies around that, and really, all of it happens. At least the the vast majority of that activity happens in the、uh, kind of late July into August timeframe. And all of those events that typically happen with the Hall of Fame induction、uh, were shut down this year, and and postponed、uh, to hopefully 2021. We'll see, right? Um, <laughs> we'll see, but、um, but that's a huge focus of the chamber's activity during the course of of the year, and and we're involved in a lot of events in the community, and 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 it, it as a result is is the source of a lot of our revenue, and that was a significant strain on us. We also put on a a blues fest each June downtown. We hold other events downtown. They really support what we're trying to do from a downtown revitalization and economic development point of view.、Uh, those things, those tools, just were not in our box.、Uh, in fact, to, to sort of use your image from before, Edwin, I think somebody stole the box.、Uh, the box was gone. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to, we had to just totally. It's gone. <laughs> But you know, if you think now, about now, it, now, now Jeff, Jeff, I'm, I'm, I, I appreciate you saying that, but, but, but please, I want you guys to think about this for a second, though. If the bus is gone, were some people trying to be looking for the bus or trying to figure out some other ways? You know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's absolutely right, and and you know, I think it's it's situations like this where we can see、uh, someone stealing the box is freedom, right? Because It, it gives us the opportunity, and I know a lot of our small businesses reacted the same way. There's this initial shock: "Oh no, I can no longer do what I've always done." But lots of times, if you, you know, allow yourself to be at peace with that radical change, you can then come to the conclusion: "Well, I no longer must do what I've always done. I'm free to try new things," and I think that's. That's a lot of what we've seen in our community is the resilience of small businesses that have take have seized this as an opportunity to be inventive, to try new things that they would not normally have given themselves the latitude to experiment with in the past, and and so I think in a lot of ways, yeah, there are challenges. It's been difficult, but in some ways, it's been it's been freeing, and and I honestly believe you know holds the The spark of future innovation, and、um, you know, we were challenged on that front 
as a chamber uh, before. So a lot of our members look to the chamber as as a source of value through networking, through access to our events, through that kind of face-to-face -face conduct with other uh, business members in the community. And, and we, because of the COVID restrictions at a certain point in the spring, could no longer offer that kind of value. And, and we had to reinvent. We had to say, okay, what additional value can we bring to the table? And, and one of those areas, and I think a lot of chambers uh, have, have been discovering this, that, that we can bring that value, is in the area of public policy. Uh, you know, if, if we look at all of the various changes that, that both, you know, each of us as individuals, but also uh, those who are responsible for operating businesses were faced with as a result of the pandemic, um, public policy became more important than ever. And we invested an awful lot of time and in, in, in energy in making sure that we, you know, on our website, we put together a COVID-19 resources page where uh, businesses and members could turn, members of the community as well, we, we opened it up um, to find out the latest on what some of the health restrictions were, um, what some of the opportunities for uh, relief assistance, whether that's at a local, a state, or a federal level might be. And then we tried to hold uh, webinars uh, so that you know members could actually interact with, let's say, uh, officials from the small business administration, Cleveland district office, or even members of Congress or state legislators so that they could get it directly from those experts who are responsible as well as provide their own perspective and share their own stories to feed into that process. So uh, that's something that we got a lot of positive feedback from our membership on. And again, it's just one of those things we hadn't done as much of that in the past. The circumstances arose, created that opportunity, and it was a way that we were able to create some additional value for our members. That is awesome. I, I like the. I like that. Somebody stole the bus, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and now you have to choose between going to be looking for the bus or come out and create something new. Yeah. And and, and one thing that really excites me about entrepreneur mind is there is nobody that went into business thinking, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake, you know, <laughs> and I, I'm not going to take any risk. No, most business people understand that. Now, of course, this was much bigger and more surprising, but it still requires resilience, you know. And, and, and so, Vicky, how did that affect you? I want to kind of, you know, zoom in on you, Vicky, on how did it affect you personally? And then as a president for a young chamber, how did the young folks respond, you know, to you? So, um, so firstly, like in this period of time, like as a chamber of commerce, like at the beginning of the year, like of the COVID area, like we always thinking of what kind of message we want to deliver to our members. Like what kind of, how can we deliver to our members, like in this period of time? I remember really thriving to like, within like human interaction, people are wanting to, to have human interaction with friends and and like to have social events but then so it came to the period of time that we cannot have it so um s then we have uh, then we have um kind of online event happening on with our senior members so sorry what's the question again <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so what's the question again no, the question, the question was how, you know, I know I kind of tweaked it a uh -huh. little bit in terms of bringing it to your personal, mm -hmm. how did it affect you? Like how did COVID, you know, how did oh, COVID okay. affect you personally and then your ability as a president of a young chamber of commerce? How did the young people respond, you know, to you? The young, your membership, yeah. Okay, okay. So um this kind of challenge so during this period of time like um it's hard, really hard to kind of as i mentioned earlier so this is what i want to mention like it's really hard to bring people together like because uh it's really hard because we want to really focus on like kind of keeping people together like because you know in the virtual environment it's really hard to put people together in most of the time like our executive is voluntary they are part-time doing this chamber of commerce thing so it's really hard to keeping people together and how to keep track of the project, how to keep track of the event progress. 
So as an executive, as uh, as the president of the commerce, it's really hard to kind of um, keep pushing people if they are working part time. And it's and in this kind of new era, it's really hard to kind of um, the people are already facing new challenges. It's really hard to kind of pushing them, adding challenges, adding pressure to them again and again. So I think this is kind of a challenge for me. And the most of the um, kind of the young people responded. They they responded to me like, oh, I'm really willing to kind of accept the challenge. But I I also have my personal life. I also have also have my personal stuff to do. But I also want like I prefer to have more per, uh, human interaction with you. So I I um I prefer to wait until I have personal interaction like in person interaction. Um, with you, so that's kind of a sad um, fact, but but um, it's kind of um, kind of um, avoided things that they are not able to help within this period of time. But um, it's kind of still, yeah, <laughs> unavoided. Um, well, I'm I'm really glad because that's the first time I'm actually hearing that part, you know, and 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 it's a very good thing to hear because there are people experiencing it and don't even know why, you know. You know, that there are people who say, hey, you know, I like to do this thing, but I want to do it face to face. You know, I want to do it, you know, <laughs> direct distance, you know. And, and, and I actually have some people tell me, you know, they say, oh, Edwin, I'll tell you what, I'll just wait for COVID to be over first, you know, before I come and do this. And I'm like, can you tell me when it will be over? And then they say, no, I don't know. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, so that means you better just be waiting until you know so 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 that's a very big challenge Vicky that you have to so yeah. now let me quickly just go through you guys and then really quickly you know in terms of membership how did it affect did your membership go down did your membership go up you know because I've heard from different people in the in, in terms of one of the CEO of a chamber that I asked said their membership actually went up almost 35 percent, you know, more than any time else, you know, so which kind of surprised me. But again, <laughs> that's what COVID has done. COVID has created a lot of surprises, you know. So, so, so I want to start with you, Vicky. You mm -hmm. know, did it affect your membership? Did it go up or go down in, in your local area? Uh, actually, we haven't started uh, any kind of membership during like we haven't started our membership yet during the COVID area uh, during the COVID era but prior to the COVID era we we actually go down a bit to be honest like because um uh because kind of people kind of anticipate um the it's kind of the COVID is kind of starting they kind of anticipate um uh there is something happening and it might affect like their there might not be uh, as much human interaction as normal, and it's kind of the core um, core value of the Chamber of Commerce. So they might not pay hum uh, membership fee. It might not be valuable as normal. So that might affect our membership. Um, that might um, affect our uh, membership fee. Yeah. Now, 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 I'm going to jump to Danny here. But Danny, I want, I want, Danny, I want to take from what Vicky just said. Okay. You know, was this a surprise to you? Because, you know, we make a lot of assumptions, okay? And we think that, okay, young people, they will just embrace technology more, and so they don't really worry about the face-to-face -face interaction. But Vicky is telling us the opposite right now. Was, did that come as a surprise to you, Danny? And how did that affect your membership? Yes, so um, even though we cover the entire North America, but you know, within each chapter, there's there's uh, uh, needs and wants from different members, or even geography. You know, there is difference as well. So when we examine how local chapters were progressing, or how their membership may have been falling, you know, we really need to understand uh, what their needs were. Now, uh, there are various different levels, but just like what Jeff was talking about and what Edwin you were talking about, you know, let's forget about the box, let's find out more about what people wanted during COVID. So one thing that we really pushed for was more valuable uh, programming online through the name of the entire North America organization as opposed to local chapters to try to help the local chapters with recruiting as well as attracting members or even just interest to learn more about what this entire chapter is doing. 
So yes, there were uh, concerns about people not wanting to re-up on their membership or people not wanting to participate anymore because they feel safer at home. You know, they got their busy lives to deal with. Now kids are at home, pets are home all the time, and you're home all the time. So, you know, there's a lot of changes to life. So what we really wanted to do and what we really did was to focus on bringing in top level speakers to, uh, to all of our North America uh, members so that local chapters can use the opportunity to try to recruit and use the opportunity to tell the community about who they are, what they were doing, and maybe, you know, not things that you have to pay for right now, but at least get the brand and get the name recognition out there. So that's uh, something that we've been trying to help our local chapters do. And that is our job, because at the end of the day, the North America umbrella is really trying to take care of all the local chapters. And so we've been, we've been uh, I would say uh, we've had two pretty strong events and we're looking forward to more uh, for the remainder of my term here in Japan. Yeah, and I want to add on to what Danny said. It's like during this era, instead of we want to enhance like the amount of members, we want to like keeping the brand awareness in our local chapter, in our local community. We want to keep like keeping our um, members, like our local community, like keeping them to aware that uh, we are here, like keeping them know like we are here to help them. Keeping them know that if they need help, we are here to help them. If they need any help with like, um, promoting their business, if they need help with communicate with like a local entity, local official, um, governmental entities, we are here to help them. So that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right. No, that's awesome. And uh, and and Jeff, what what has happened? How has that affect your organization? Members yeah. down. Well, Edwin, I might share a couple of things. Uh, one just kind of dovetails on something that Danny was saying. And I, I think roles like Danny's are extremely important in the the chamber world um, because, you know, not all chambers uh, are blessed equally with resources and, and capabilities. And it's, it's extremely important to have a network uh, that you can draw on, uh, both of uh, sort of brother and sister chambers uh, in your own region or area, but also a national organization or a state organization that can help you to fill in some of the blanks for your members. And it sounds like, you know, Danny's been doing a great job of doing that with his organization. Um, our own chamber is part of what's called the Ohio Metro Chambers Coalition, which is a group of the eight largest metropolitan chambers of commerce in the state of Ohio as well as the Ohio Chamber of Commerce, our state-level organization. And, and we met regularly throughout the entire pandemic, and, and it was a great opportunity for us to, you know, if, if nothing else, just to commiserate with one another regarding some of the challenges we were facing and, and get some moral support, you know, in a situation like this, whether you're talking about family or friends or, or, or work, it's, it's important. And, uh, and and that's that's carries a lot of value with it. But we could also share best practices and things that we learned, maybe the hard way that uh, we could help some of our uh, colleagues either avoid or, or share some good ideas that they could pick up on. And it was a very much a, uh, I'd say a collaborative kind of environment. And, and, and I'm, I'm grateful uh, to have those, those colleagues uh, across the state. Um, as far as membership is concerned, we actually did, you know, I, you know, you mentioned assum- assumptions, Edwin, and, and I had bad assumptions about what might happen to membership, but it turned out not really to be the case. Uh, I can't say that we're as fortunate as one of your uh, previous guests that had a 25% increase, but we have held steady. Uh, we have, you know, just under 2,000 members as a chamber, a regional chamber of commerce, and. And, and we've been able to hold that study uh, through the pandemic. And I, I think that's in part, you know, I mentioned some of the things that we were doing to try to support our member businesses during the pandemic, but also uh, some, of the, some of the investments we made prior to the pandemic that I think gave us some staying power through, through a rough patch. And, and, and one of those investments was in a program that is known as a MIWA, which is sort of a, um, a, a group health insurance collective uh, that the the chamber was able to work out with one of our local um, hospital systems and insurers 
and and we could then turn around and offer uh, group health insurance to chamber members uh, at significantly reduced rates versus what they would have to pay on the open market. And and that boy, that was a highly valued benefit of membership. And not only did it bring in a lot of new members uh, when we launched that program a couple of years ago, it also helped us have great staying power uh, through uh, the challenges of COVID-19. Yeah, it's very hard for people to walk away from insurance benefits. It is. <laughs> Especially with the pandemic, you know, in, in, in this situation. So, so, so that's awesome because I think people that are listening to us right now, and, and, and I hope if you have to rewind some of these things, please do so. Because, you know, Jeff mentioned that it's not just what you're doing now, it's also what you did before, you know? You know, you know, that kind of helped to cement the relationship, that kind of say, okay, this person was there for me, you know, I can't just abandon them now, or I can't just leave without losing my health insurance, you know. So I think that should really, you know, if you are the CEO of a chamber of commerce and you are looking at this, maybe your size might not be enough to do an insurance package like Jeff did, but you can collaborate with another insurance company. You know, a North, uh, North, North America can do something. You know that can benefit all the members. So, so I think that's a really great takeaway in terms of finding services that you provide that kind of glue your members to you. You know, yeah. that they cannot easily just break away from you. You know, when things get rough. So, so that is that is awesome. You know, and and, and uh, one of the things that I I hear from just interviewing other chambers is all of a sudden the service became available to everybody. You know, mm. it, you know, it was kind of hard to say, oh, okay, this is only for member. You know, like when you do the policy stuff or you put information on your site, you became available to everybody. And the universal law is when you give, you know, it tends to come back, you know? <laughs> it, it, you know people, yes. People say, hey, why, why you invest so much time on spreading happiness? I say, well, you know, Waldorf Emerson said, happiness is like a perfume. You can't spray it on others without a few drops coming back at you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and so I think with the chamber that kind of open up and say, okay, we're just going to serve the community this period because it's a hard time. They see the community coming back to kind of support yeah. them, you know, and, and I think that is great. Now, I want to switch gear just a little bit, and, and I think we kind of touched on this, but I want to set the stage on two things, okay? And, and the first one is what are the lessons learned, okay? You know, and I think that quite a few lessons have been learned in the process. So I want us to take round and go through what are the lessons learned, and then we're going to come back and give your advice. Okay? Can we do that like that? So the first is lesson learned. I'm going to start with Danny. Lesson learned. Definitely learn to pivot quickly. Learn to understand. You know, not everyone needs the same thing. You know, figure out within your membership what people need and try to be as helpful as possible for as many members as possible. Uh, but at the same time, also try to understand that in this new day and age, you know, resources are still limited. Uh, we may think like we have a lot of time, but we actually don't. We're becoming more and more busy because we no longer have to, uh, to, to commute. Uh, we're one Zoom click away from another meeting. So think of all the resources that uh, that's available to the chamber and try to provide maximum value to help as many people as possible quickly. Absolutely. Now, you know, you touched on very, very important point. And this is the kind of thing that creep on people. They think, oh, because of COVID, they have a lot of time and they are going to be relaxed. Now, some people are, but I find out some people are way more busy, you know? <laughs> you know, and, and you mentioned it, you know, before, when you are driving in your car, you have that peace of mind, you know, that half an hour commute to think through stuff. You don't have that anymore because the commute is gone, you know? And as a matter of fact, I think it was around April when we started noticing this. I wrote an article, you know, about uh, zoom out, you know, which is like burnout. It said that <laughs> you zoom it too much, you know? And, 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 and now, I, I really, honestly, there are some times where people say, oh, can we jump on Zoom? I say, no, can we do a phone call? You know, <laughs> because I need a break from Zoom, you know, yeah. to be able to relax my brain, you know. So that's a very mm. valuable point where 
repeat that you have a lot of time and all of a sudden you pop into so many more stuff because it's convenient to jump on it. You know, and Vicky, you know, let's take it back. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the lessons learned, I think team building is important. Like, um, to be honest, like before, prior to the COVID era, era, I never thought like team building is a really important session. Like, I have a part-time job before, like, they always have a long, like, a week of team building uh, training, and I never thought it's a really important session. I, I usually, like, just take a break and, like, uh, swiping my phone and having, doing my own stuff at that time. But then when it came to, like, when we're all virtually at home, and I found that, oh, team build, um, we all online in Zoom, and people started to, oh, kind of connecting and connecting just all talking and talking basically based on agenda and never talk outside of agenda. And it started to feel like, oh, we are never going to connect outside of work. And it feels kind of a pity and it feels like we are not a team anymore. And it doesn't feel like, and it's kind of, um, I, don't, I don't know, it kind of feels sad and it's kind of, we won't work as efficient as before. And it kind of feels, um, it doesn't, it kind of feels um, loss of joy, to be honest. So I feel it's really important to team building, even during this area, even during this time of, a period of time, yeah. Folks, hey, you know, that's, that's huge. I mean, that's very huge in my book, what you just said, Vicky. And if you are a CEO of a chamber of commerce, or even CEO of a corporation or a business, you know, it's not just enough to tell your people to do remote working and stuff. <laughs> you got to figure out how to make up for that emotional, you know, mixing pot, you know. That time you used to be able to hang around the coffee break room, you know, or, or you're walking on the hallway, you're giving somebody a high five because they just did something. You know, all of those are gone, okay? Yeah, and, and we have to figure out a way to bring that up, right? Mm -hmm. But during in-person, we, we have meeting and then, like, we have in-person meeting, so we didn't really cherish those moments. And those moments are like team buildings, like those small, tiny moments are team buildings, and we never thought that was team buildings. But during uh, these virtual moments, they, they are gone. So I think team building, even in virtual moments, are important too. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm also hoping that those people who are the, the, the brain behind creations, you know, now you should start listening to Vicky and think about, okay, how can we get the emotion into our technology? You know, how can we bring people in in a way? Because sure, Zoom is great and we're able to see and, and all of those stuff, but it's just a part. I remember, I think it was around May and people started to call me and I, and I started to say, maybe we need to change the word, you know, like, you know, this shelter at home or, or, you know, like all the phrases that were just negative, you know, it almost like you were in prison, even though it was supposed to be your house, you know, you know, you know and people were resenting that, you know, so I said, okay, let's change the, let's change the terminology, let's make this more suitable, you know, for us, and, and then I guess that was one of the reasons we were very successful early on, we were trying to let people know, hey, you may be shelter at home, but you are not completely isolated, you know, yeah. you can still hang out with somebody, you can still do certain things. So that is so cool. All right. So, yeah. so Jeff. Wow. I mean, those are some those are some great ideas that uh, that Vicky and Danny threw out there. Um, you know, I suppose for me, it's kind of it's kind of an old lesson, but it was brought more to you know the front of mind as as COVID played out, and and that is, you know, I guess there's this old saying: it's difficult to make a friend when you need one. Um, it, and if, if you think about chambers and associations as convening organizations, you know, we, we, we're situated in our communities in a way to be able to bring people together. And, and our ability to do that is dependent on relationships. Um, you know, I think, Vicki, you were talking a little bit about the importance of relationships and, and, and the risks to interpersonal relationships in an organization or in, a, in an association. Um, but, you know, the association as a whole has those relationships with other institutions and, and, and uh, companies or uh, 
governmental bodies and in, in, in a community and investing that capital consistently in strengthening and building and deepening those relationships is so important. And, and, and we've seen that so much over the course of the past year. Uh, you know, our, our chamber is blessed with really strong relationships in our community. And, and that you know, without them, it would have been a much more challenging uh, episode to, uh, to, to, to watch um, play out uh, over the past year. And, and so I, you know, we, we were able to, to draw on those relationships, to bring people together, to address common challenges. And, and uh, again, I, I, think that's, um, I think that's part of why we've been able to re, you know, maintain our membership roles as we have. It's that, that relationship, that trust, um, that yes, we're in this together. We've heard that a lot during the pandemic, but, but it was almost, we didn't even need to say it. We knew that would be true um, because of the fact that you know, the, the, the relationships that we had are, are longstanding. I mean, our chamber has been in existence since 1914. Um, so, and so have a lot of other entities in our community. I, 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 I was just a young boy day, you know? <laughs> 1914. Wow. That, that's, oh, yeah. more, that's more than what, a hundred years, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's over a hundred years. I mean, my, my maternal grandmother was born in 1914 and, uh, and that's, so that's always the association I have when I hear that date, but, uh, she must be smiling down, uh, uh, on, on my, uh, on my role at the chamber since it was founded in 1914. I think she's my, my patron saint of, uh, working at the chamber. <laughs> Yeah. And, and especially if you're a business owner, relationship is so crucial. I mean, on so many levels, you know, That's right. like you said, you can't make friends when you need one. It's kind of like going to a bank when you need loan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you have built a relationship, you know, they're not going to really pay too much attention to you. I mean, they will, they will do with you, but, you know, it's not going to be the same as somebody that they know, somebody that you know, have relationship with them. So yes, relationship is very powerful. And I think what we're also learning is he allow us, because of this time where we had to really think and think very clearly, you know, to figure out different ways, you know, to do this relationship. So that's awesome. Well, let's get into solution. People are listening now, they've seen us, you know, so, so let's talk about, you know, what are some of the things you can share with people listening to us, whether they are small business owner, whether they are corporate lead and leader, whether they are a chamber board member, what kind of things that you think they should be doing right now? And I'm going to start with you, Jeff. Well, great. You know, I think this is um, something that brings to mind a, a, a phrase that our, our president and CEO, Denny Saunier at the Canton Chamber has been repeating lately. And, and that is be bold, um, transformational, not transactional. Um, and, and I think that gets at the, the, I think there's a, there's also, there's a quote by, it's often attributed to Winston Churchill, which is never let a good crisis go to waste. Um, and, but I think that's, I think there's a lot of truth in that because in, in a crisis, uh, yes, there are challenges, but there are also considerable opportunities that uh, that emerge. And and I think as we come out of this, um, you know, anytime you hit a bottom, um, the, the the prospect for growth is exciting. And and I think as 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 we bottom out, whether it's you know in terms of you know the challenges we face from public health point of view or the the challenges we face. Uh, as far as the economy is concerned, I think we have a real opportunity. And I think small businesses ha have a real opportunity, uh, whether that's to launch new products, to um, carve out new markets, even new territories, perhaps. Um, you know, I, I just encourage people to be bold and, and, and think of the, the days going forward, the months going forward, the years going forward as one where, uh, you know, opportunity will be our guiding light. I think along that line, they said necessity is the mother of invention, you know? Yeah, that's, um, that's right. Good one, yeah. I, 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 I am a pilot, and so when you go to pilot school and they share with you some of the history 
of some of the things people have to do just so we can fly, you know? <laughs> and and you know, yeah. the necessity is definitely, definitely crucial. Yeah, so, so Danny, you know, you know, what would you advise? And I'm going to come to Vicky after that. Sure. So, you know, at the end of the day, the chamber uh, serves the people who who, who want to get things out of the chamber and how to get things out of their lives. Now, be it finding friends, uh, be it maybe find the other half, uh, to things like uh, people wanting to, to grow their business, right? So because our chamber is positioned to really offer a lot of broad things to young people and hopefully uh, have them progress uh, later on to take on challenges at the senior level of the chamber, I really, really wanted people to, to, to key in on a few things. Even though we're in COVID, you know, let's not get complacent. Let's still be active because visibility leads to credibility. And then ultimately, if you're a business owner or whatever it is that you're seeking, it leads to profitability. So VCP is the thing that I like to uh, repeat to my executives like to repeat to all the uh, uh, presidents to, to help them uh, and, and, and push this down to members who at, at this time may not feel like uh, they want to participate because now is the time to use this as an opportunity, okay, now there's a down, to really learn about how to pivot your business, to learn about how you can uh, reach out to more people. And especially now when the time everyone is in front of their computer, uh, it's more and more crucial to, to get to places uh, and, and to, to, to broaden your message, broaden your base. And so this is what we do for our uh, North America side of things. And this is what we try to do to help our local chapters. And hopefully, hopefully, this is uh, the message that we can bring to each individual member as well. Fantastic. Awesome. 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 And Vicky? Now, tell, tell, say the PCP one more time. Visibility, credibility, profitability. Okay. All right. Awesome. And Vicky? Okay. So this is a message I got from one of the members in our, in our chapter. So um, he say, uh, these days, like, the resources are a tons. Uh, we have a, a tons of resource technology everywhere. We have innovation every day. But find integration is a key point. There are resources, there are technologies, there are in innovation every day, but there, there aren't many people that connect them together. So he thinks that in the people who connect them together are the person who can, are the people that can find opportunity. So I think this is the solution, or I think this is kind of the um, key advice I can give to the people who are listening to this podcast, uh, to find integration, to find the connection between resource to find the um, connection between uh, each opportunities. Yeah. That is awesome. And, and, and I know that there are some businesses that are struggling right now, not because of lack of resources, but it's just lack of connection. You know, they don't <laughs> even, it, it might be, it might just be on the right, right hand side, but they don't see that. And so they just suffer right now. So, hey, if you are listening to this and you think there are no resources, there are plenty of resources, okay? Yeah. You just need to find some way to connect. And one of the really way to connect is connect with your local chamber of commerce, okay? Yes. Whether you are a young person under the age of 40, you know, look at Vicky and, and see what she is doing. And you need to connect with her, you know, connect with a local one in your place. You know, if you are anywhere in North America, you want to connect with Danny, okay? Anywhere, if you are a football fan and you're thinking about the Ooh. Football Hall of Fame, you got to connect with Jeff and Jeff too. I'm telling you, you know, this is not just lip service that we are in this together. We actually have to practice it. We have to do action. So if all this time you are a local small business owner and you don't belong to the Chamber of Commerce, just find a local Chamber of Commerce. At the very least, get into their email list, okay? So they can communicate with you and they can share resources with you. And if you see value in what they do, become a member and support them. So that is just what I want to say, because again, if we are going to be in this together, guys, we need to find a way to work together and truly support each other. You know, you're not going to be alone if you are a member of your local chamber of commerce. I can tell you that right now. All right, now on that note, folks, I want to kind of wind down and, and there is no way that you can have a conversation 
with the chief happiness officer, and we don't talk about happiness, okay? You know, I always encourage people to build their business on a foundation of happiness, okay? Because when it's all said and done, all the different areas that we are pursuing, we are pursuing it so that we can be happy, okay? So, so it doesn't make sense to leave happiness behind when we are trying to do that. So I'm going to start with you, Vicky, and this is the concluding part of this show. Folks, you are listening to the Convos with the CHO. I am your Chief Happiness Officer, and this is our segment on Chamber Talk. Now, we've got previous segments and previous episodes. You can go back and listen to them and get different ideas. But I'm telling you, if you spend just a short little time with us and you were able to kick just one idea, whether it's to be bold, whether it's to find connections, whether it's PCB, you know, if you get one idea, that could revolutionize your 2021, okay? So that's why I want to say, so Vicky, I want to find out, how did you stay happy during this last year? How did you stay happy? Eat chocolate. So that's the question coming to everybody, yeah? Eat chocolate every day. Eat sweets every day. You know, stay hydrated. That's the key point. <laughs> Hey guys, okay. you hear that? Yeah. I, 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 I'm pretty sure some chocolate company might be coming to pay sponsorship for yes. this one, yeah. okay? <laughs> but stay hydrated, that is very, very good. Stay hydrated. <laughs> All right, that is fantastic. Danny, how did you stay happy, you know, during this period? Plenty of sleep. Plenty of sleep. <laughs> awesome. Folks, I'm telling you, you know, okay, that's one of my pet projects, sleep because I know that there's a lot of entrepreneurs that get caught into this whole idea that the less sleep they have, the more productive they are, or the more hard work they are. You know, you even see some of them get into a bragging right, that, oh, I'm operating on four hours sleep these last four days. Folks, don't do that. You just need to kill yourself for no reason. You know, it doesn't make sense for you to be having stroke when you are supposed to be enjoying all your hard work, you know? That's what happens when you deprive yourself of sleep. So, Danny, awesome advice, you know, sleep and sleep will make you happy, okay? Get your sleep. And Jeff, how do you stay happy during this period? Well, spending a lot of time outdoors in nature. Um, I'm looking out, you know, my window today and see a, a fresh blanket of snow uh, that, that, that came down over the past couple of days and just the beauty, the, the quiet, the stillness of being out in nature. I had lots of opportunities to do that over the course of the last year and, and it made me happy and I'm really thankful for it. That is awesome. Folks, you may be shut at home. That doesn't mean you shouldn't go out and get some sunlight, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, so, so that's kind of it. And, and folks, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for me, it's just gratitude, you know? Gratitude is my driving force. It's one of the cornerstones for my happiness. And at that, uh, on that note, I just want to say I'm grateful for each and every one of you coming here today and share your wisdom with our audience. And, and, I, and I hope, and we're gonna be putting your information on the box so they will know how to find you and track you down if they need some more help or if they want to be supportive of what you do. So either way, you know, we are there. So folks, I am so thankful for each and everyone and hopefully I can call you back some other time and we can get some updates into your progress and how things are happening in your neck of the world. And folks, that's Great. it for today. This is another episode of Convo with the CHO. I am your Chief Happiness Officer, our segment on Chamber Talk. And uh, Vicky, thank you very much. Jeff, thank you very much. And Danny, thank you very much as we wind down. All right, so good to see you guys, and uh, and, and, and we'll see you later. Thank you, Edwin. Stay happy, thank everybody. You.